Welcome to the Queer Confidence Podcast, the podcast to help you become your most confident queer self. I'm your host, he, she, they, Coach Alex Ray, and I haven't always been this confident. In fact, I used to be super insecure. And through this show, I want to share with you what's worked for me, my clients, and my guests so that you can become more confident. Hey, unicorns, welcome back. Today, we are talking about cognitive dissonance. But first, I just have to tell you, I am in such a good mood today because the weather has been really nice. It is sunny, but cool, which I am so appreciating because the AC is broken (laughs) still. And, uh, you know, it'll get fixed in time. It's, it's all good, and I'm enjoying the fact that I can have both beautiful sunshine and not be sweating to death here, <laughs> so yay, all the things to be grateful for. <laughs> all right, cognitive dissonance. What the hell is it, right? We've got to start out with a little definition so we can get on the same page. So cognitive dissonance, if we break it apart, Cognitive being, you know, of the mind, and dissonance is two opposing things, two clashing things. So cognitive dissonance is just a mental clash. It's when your brain is holding two opposing beliefs. Now, this is going to happen when you're working on your confidence. This happens all the time in coaching because we are taking your current beliefs of where you are that are holding you back from being, allowing you to be where you want to be, and we're replacing them. So there is a time when both of them are still there and it is very, very uncomfortable And in my coaching community, we often refer to it as the river of misery because you've got where you are now, the beliefs that you currently have, then you've got a river in front of you, and on the other bank, the other side of the river, is the belief that you'd rather be thinking that's going to serve you a lot better. And in order to get from this side to that side, you have to swim across this strong current that's very uncomfortable to swim across as you go from one belief to the other. And there is that portion in between, the river in between, when you're in there, that's like, oh my god, I'm I'm done. I want to quit. And if you want to change your thoughts about yourself, if you want to enjoy being authentically you, if you want to become confident, you've got to be willing to go through the misery to get to the other side. So before I give you some direct examples, I want to give you something, um, just a, a weight loss example, because it's pretty clear to see this, okay? When I used to do nutrition and fitness coaching, it was frequent that I'd have a client that was making progress, 
We'd be going places, they would be losing weight, they'd be very happy, they'd have dropped five, maybe 10 pounds. And you know what they would tell me? Like, (laughs) I said a moment ago, they were very happy. That's actually not true. (laughs) Because here's the problem, right? What they would tell me on the call was, this is a fluke. And the reason that they were believing it was a fluke is because they still were holding on to the old beliefs of I'm not capable of losing weight or I belong at this weight. I belong in this body shape. I'm not capable of attaining whatever it is that I would like to attain. Okay. That's where you start with any journey is that I'm, this is where I belong. I belong here, even though I want to be on that other side. And because of confirmation bias, which is that, that tendency for our brain to always interpret evidence in a way that confirms our existing belief. So even though they would have just lost, let's say five pounds, an inch around their waist, they would interpret that evidence as, it has to be a fluke, must be a fluke. That's the only explanation because, now our brain is unaware of it, but because we want to interpret the evidence in a way that allows us to hold on to the beliefs that we already have. And what would happen every time? They would put weight back on. The result always follows the belief. We'd get it back off, but not until we got to the place of no longer committing to this old thought that it was not possible or they didn't belong in the body that they wanted so that they could get over this this reasoning of it's a fluke. And so when you're working on your confidence, there are several different thoughts that your brain has been having for a while that it wants to hold on to and that you're going to start creating some evidence in your life when we work together where you're actually going and proving that like there is a change, that you're capable of these things and your brain is going to want to say it's a fluke. Something's off. I didn't really do it. I didn't really create that result. I didn't do that. (laughs) Just because our brain wants to keep believing the things that it's practiced forever. Why? Because it's familiar. It's efficient. It's very inefficient to swim across that river. That requires a lot of energy. Our brain does not like to use energy to change thoughts. It's it's just draining. It doesn't want to do it. So one of the beliefs that's interesting that I find when I have a new client is, well, I want to be confident, but I don't want to be arrogant. Now, if you haven't listened to Fake versus Real Confidence, episode 10, I would highly recommend that episode. It's great. Explaining a little more of this there. But 
That is not what we're shooting for, right? Self-confidence and arrogance, two very different things. But your brain has wanted to hold on to this belief where you are right now of it, it is mean for me to value my needs. Because you're in a place right now of believing that your needs are not important. They're not valuable. They're not worthy of being honored. And so your brain wants to say, okay, wait a minute. If I start honoring them, that would be unkind. Be really mean. So that'll allow me to keep thinking my needs are not important. I can stay on this side and I don't have to swim across this river to the other side of believing that my needs are valuable, that I am worthy of love and being spoken up for. Another little flavor of this is the people-pleasing equation. Now, I don't think I even shared this with you in the people-pleasing episode, okay? (laughs) So get ready for this to blow your mind, okay? When you are people-pleasing, I find like 99% of the time, (laughs) you've also got this inherent belief that there's an a a finite amount of happiness to go around. And so I like to use the example of pie, right? You're at the party and there's a pie, but the more pie that you take, the less pie there is for everyone else. So your brain wants to tell you it's kind to not take too big of a slice. Because if I do, then there will be less for everyone else. And so you have a belief that your misery, your suffering, is what allows other people to be happy. We apply it to all kinds of areas of life. We apply it to money. You know, if I get too rich, that means a lot of other people are getting too poor. If I have too much success, it means other people are going to have to start failing. If I receive too much love, then I'm not giving enough love. If I'm doing too well in life, Other people must be hurting. But this is just your brain's way of tricking you into staying on the side of the river that you're already on, where your needs are not important, your happiness is not as important as other people's, where you can just keep discounting yourself and not showing up for you. It's what allows your brain to stay exactly where it is. And it loves to do that. It wants to be lazy. does not like to change. So, my friend, decide. Decide what you want to believe. Decide what result you also want to create in your life. What's on the other side of that river of misery? 
And then don't allow yourself to also go to a place of, I don't know. I don't know how to get there. I don't know really what I want. I don't know what will happen. Because that allows your brain to just give up. And to just go back to indulging in confusion. No. Instead, decide it. What's on the other side? Where do you want to be? What result do you want to create? What do you need to believe in order to get there? And then you need to be willing to go through it. Remember the three steps to confidence? Step one. Be willing to be uncomfortable. (laughs) That's it. You got to be uncomfortable. This is how it's done. Now, there is an opportunity for assistance here too. Okay. You can also do what's called a bridge thought. And this helps in that process of getting across the river. Go to a a place that's neutral with a thought, okay? So if your existing belief that you're working on overcoming is, I hate who I am, the other side of the bank is, I love who I am. I hate who I am to I love who I am is going to be pretty miserable to get across. You're gonna keep, your brain is going to keep coming up with all of the reasons. Look, here's more evidence for why I'm not lovable. I should keep hating myself. And it's really going to have a tough time. I want to remind you, just like the example in weight loss that I gave you at the beginning, it's not actually true that you're worthy of being hated. It's just that your brain is interpreting everything that way so that it can keep your existing belief of low that's fueling the low self-esteem, okay? So a bridge thought for you, I hate who I am. The bridge, I am who I am. The other side, I love who I am. I hate who I am. I am who I am. I love who I am. The bridge thought is that neutral one that you're more able to believe right now while you're still keeping your eyes on the other side of where you want to be. I know that right now I keep telling myself that I'm kind of garbage. I want to be telling myself I'm pretty freaking amazing. I love you, Alex. I love you. Insert your name, not my name. (laughs) I love you, your name. And in order to get there, you can find that neutral spot of I I am who I am. Or I'm willing to consider the possibility that I'm worth loving. Or I'm willing to consider the possibility that I'm lovable. I'm willing to consider the possibility that I could enjoy being me. Or that other people could enjoy me being me, the full me. This, my friend, 
is the work we do in coaching. It is invaluable to have that other human brain to help you hold the the I was going to say that the the stroke and that sounds weird <laughs> but to hold your eyes on the other side of the river and swim across that's what I was going with stroke <laughs> to hold the possibility for yourself that you will get there that's why I need my own coach too because I also need another human brain reminding me, hey, look, this is where we're going. That's what's on the other side. You're capable of swimming. Just keep, if you keep swimming, you will get to dry land. If you keep swimming, you will get across the river. All right. Cognitive dissonance, uncomfortable, but necessary. Let's do it. If you enjoyed this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend so they too can become more confident. You can also help more people find the show by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen. And if you want to become a more confident queer with support from yours truly, head to coachalexray.com or use the link down in the show notes. I'm looking forward to working with you.